Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I am good. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. And this is another edition of the Magic Our Way podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, So, dude, I must warn you that my cadaverous odor might uh, portray an aura foreboding. Yeah, I can smell you from here. Yeah, I've been doing a, (laughs) you know, I've been doing bank, my bank, my marching season has started this week. So I've been doing band camps and stuff, which means I'm out in the sun and everything else. And oh, I so, thought you were talking about the the stress and pressure you just went through trying to get that board to work. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> well, there, I guess there's that, too. But, you know, yeah, I guess even more pungent would be the this the sweat and and, and whatnot from from band camp, basically. Oh, know? I, I got you. Yeah. So my summer is basically over is what I'm saying. You know, so I, I get back to work. I have one this week, one next week and the week after and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that. It's good. It's good. So anyway, I uh, want to apologize to... Well, well, you called attention to this last week to one of our listeners. I kind of mispronounced her name. Yeah, at the end, you start calling her Lori. Yeah, I guess I <laughs> called her Lori. I didn't realize, I didn't go back and check, but I'll take your word for it. So I apologize. We, we must have been punch drunk at that point because yeah. it was pretty late. And uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't pick up on it when you did it, but listening back to it, I could hear it. Oh, really? So uh, anyway, yeah, with Lisa, we're talking about our, our fan is, is, is... I called her Lainey. Last week, and eventually, I guess Lainey evolved into Lori. Uh-huh. Uh, you know who you are, and she, you know, she Facebooked us and told us the correct pronunciation, and it's actually Lonnie. Yeah, you know, which makes sense because if you think about it, the DVC Resort in Hawaii is called Olani, spelled A U L A N I, which is how she spells her name. Mm-hmm. So Olani, Lonnie, I can totally remember that now. Oh, yeah, so, you're good to go. Yeah, so I'm that's that's so Lonnie, that's forever emblazoned into my brain now. So, but thanks for writing to us. So, Danny, we got our first iTunes review and rating. It was, it, we got rated pretty high to this person, you know, and she go, uh, or he, he or she or it or whatever goes by the handle of L L A S T O. Or Lasto. Lasto, or, or if it's Spanish, Yasto, or something. <laughs> I was going to say, we're probably saying that wrong, too. <laughs> yeah, we're probably saying that wrong, too. So whoever you are, thank you for the review, and uh, I appreciate it. We hope to hear from you, I guess, in our email and stuff, unless we have already, and it's one of the fans that have written in, and I'm not too sure. I mean, you're just going by an, an anonymous uh, iTunes handle, so to speak. You know. But anyway, thank you for the review. It was a very, very nice review. We do appreciate that, and that was our first one. That's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Thank you. That that was uh, that made us feel good. I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've never I, I I read that and I never felt uh, like we actually contribute to the uh, Disney uh, lexicon, but I guess we do. Yeah, I know. That's it's, it's kind of cool. You know, we're only we're only twenty episodes in. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that's fun. If you want to help support the show, man, all you got to do is just leave us a rating and a re- uh, review in iTunes or whatever uh, podcast downloader you, you use. Wherever you download your podcast, whether through iTunes or Podcast Box or something else, um, yeah, just do that. Let people know that you're uh, listening to our show or you discovered it, and just you know, just do us do us a favor that way. And if anything else, you know, write us, you know, shoot us an email at magicourway at gmail and we'll be sure to read your email on the air, unless you say don't. 
<laughs> you know, of course, there's always that stipulation. I don't have to read it. Uh, but yeah, if not, then we'll go ahead and read it, give you some props, give you a little shout out and, uh, and a, a definite hearty thank you for doing that. So anyway, so I guess we'll go on to the queue. Sounds good to me. All right. First thing up in the queue, Disney is going to be making or looking into making a live action version of The Jungle Book. Uh, this comes on the heels of them uh, doing a musical at the Chicago's Goodman Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is going to focus on Mowgli, uh, raised in the jungle by animals. We all know the uh, we all know the story, and uh, this marks yet another attempt by Disney to go ahead and turn their animated films into live action movies. So uh, movie, okay, yeah. So you. I know they're doing Cinderella. They already did Alice in Wonderland. And right. Got the Jungle Book. Um, were they the ones responsible for the Snow White moving? Uh, the Hunts, Snow White and the Huntsman? Yeah. That I movie? Think I, don't, so. I don't think so. I no. think it was somebody else. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's what they're doing. I didn't even realize there was a musical that they were doing uh, based on the Jungle Book, but yeah. they uh, are. So yeah, what do you think? Uh, it's not too bad. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm cautiously curious, I guess. I mean, I, don't, I like the Jungle Book in and yeah. of itself. I like. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I like the music of it. Yeah, a the lot. music's great. Yeah. I mean, you um, know. Actually, I wish I could tell you I really remembered a whole lot about it. Maybe if I was. It's a lot of Lenny Prima, not Lenny Prima, uh, Louis, Louis Prima. Louis Prima. Yeah, yeah Lena's his daughter. Her his daughter that sings in New Orleans, but you know, Louis being uh, yeah. a lot of his stuff's in there. So that's kind of cool for us to talk about and everything else. It's been Props. so long since I've, uh, since I've seen it. I'd like to go back and. Uh, and take a look, but you never know. I mean, they may they may be going uh, a more uh, realistic. They may be taking a more real, realistic take on the on the Jungle Book. Yeah, uh, like you remember, and in one of these days we might get around to doing this. But uh, just to kind of give the listeners a peek behind the scenes, there was a, a an article that was put out that we strongly considered doing as a topic. Yeah. Uh, and we might still do it. Let us know if you want us to do it. That really kind of contained the origins of ten. Oh, uh, 10 of the, the the Disney stories, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the horrific origins of the Disney stories. And basically shows where the Disney film breaks from the traditional uh, story. So we're going to kind of go through each and every single one of them, yeah. talk about it, comment on it, and uh, you know see how it goes. But when you read it, there's a lot of um, murder and... There's a lot of dark stuff. Right, yeah, I yeah. don't want to get into everything. Dismemberment. Yeah, so we don't get into details. About, yeah. Like I said, this might be a really cool uh, Halloween show for us to do. You Maybe. Know, I don't know. I, <laughs> Halloween comes around, I'm all going to be about the Haunted Mansion. We're doing something Haunted Mansion Okay, related. we can guarantee that. So yeah. come October, we're going to do something Haunted Mansion-esque-ish. Or absolutely. Yeah. That'd I don't know cool. what. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. So anyway, not to stray, but back to the Jungle Book thing. Um, I guess I, I, I guess I'm cool with it. You know, I'm not too sure. I've... I've have they done a live action version of one of their cartoons yet? I well, want to say Wonderland. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, but I didn't, you know, shame on me. I didn't see that. I didn't see the. Well, I guess a- you could say it was more the live action version was kind of a sequel. This is the Tim Burton. Yeah, the Tim yeah, Burton Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. You never saw that? I never, I never did. I should see that. I you, should go check it out. Absolutely. Should. What are you doing doing a Disney podcast? You haven't seen Alice in Wonderland. Generally. I know. I'm, I'm behind with movies, man. I haven't even seen Iron Man three or Superman or. Uh, I'm, I'm just way behind. You can, you can take your time on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen The Lone Ranger yet. 
I need to see the Lone Ranger. A I'd... lot of people <laughs> have oh, really? seen the Lone Ranger. Uh, yet. You know. But Monsters yeah. U, I've been waiting for Monsters U. I did, that's actually the only summer movie I've seen this so, thus far. Yeah, we reviewed it. Yeah. We were planning on doing the Lone Ranger review, and yeah. then uh, we couldn't do it. And now that no one's seen it, I don't know that if we did a podcast on it, people would want to hear it. You know, maybe we could talk about it in the queue. Maybe it's just something while we're waiting in line, we could just chat about the Lone Ranger. Be like, hey, man, what'd you think? Yeah. And that, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, we, you know, maybe we'll do that next week. You know, if we get a chance to see the movie, if you've seen the Lone Ranger, you send us your thoughts. I'd be curious to know what you think, and then we can compare it to our thoughts, and we can have a a nice little indirect conversation with you on the air here. So anyway, yeah. So Jungle Book, uh, are you looking forward to it? You, I mean, I'm curious to check it out. I mean, I'll probably see it. Uh, is no. it gonna be like a musical live action kind of thing, like a Mary Poppins kind of thing? Did, did, did it say anything about that? No, uh, I don't get the impression. It didn't say, but I don't get the impression that it would. Again, okay. it, I think you, I think you're looking at a more um, more like Pirates of Caribbean ish kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. I, that that's my appreciation of it. Who knows? I'm sure. I'm sure that's not going to be overly dark, right? Um, but I don't think you're going to see anything near as playful as a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, my piece of news uh, comes from the www.magic.com website, which is one of my favorite websites to get like stuff. Really cool OS. Have you seen that? Mm. www.magic.com? Yeah, yeah, I love www.magic.com. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, they brought up this article uh, not that long ago, a few hours ago. It says uh, some in-room refrigerators have been deactivated across Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort hotels. Apparently, there's been some kind of issue where they have some of the refrigerators that are in the rooms um, have to be shut down, some kind of thing, and they're going to look to replace them uh, soon. Uh, so they, Disney has been alerting travel agents that some of the rooms with refrigerators may not have refrigerators working. You know, it's funny when you say Disney has deactivated. I, I picture that somewhere in some master control room, they've hit a button that has <laughs> shut down every refrigerator on property. And then you hear that sound that goes, Doo. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when they shut down Sir over at the alien encounter, the old alien encounter. Yeah, there you and go. They shut him down. But anyway. Um, just uh, take note with the guests that do need the refrigerators, they'll be accommodated wherever possible. So uh, they're not saying that every refrigerator is has been affected by whatever issues going on. They didn't really specify. Uh, so if you do need a refrigerator for anything, whether it's special formula or medications or whatever else in your room, uh, they'll d- definitely be able to help you out some way. If not in your room or, you know, they'll be able to keep it somewhere. Disney's going to do something for you. So if you're wondering about that, um, there you go. And I thought that was a pretty interesting little news because you don't hear that every day. <laughs> well, the, the de- they deactivated refrigerators. Deactivated refrigerators. I've never. I, I've heard of unplug a refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of the the deactivation. End of line. <laughs> all right, man. So we've all been uh, hearing about uh, Disney talking about the RFID chips inside the refillable mugs so they're going to regulate you know or uh who gets access to the drinks and how much they get and stuff like that or whatever uh, well anyway they walt disney world resort hotels has offered a new tiered refillable mug program which is called rapid fill which is set to launch now july 2013 um of course we all know about the rfid stuff you know they have it in the magic band bracelets and then now they have it in the mugs um basically what happens is that uh this is a program that uh, allows a selected time frame for the guests mugs to be active so they can refri- uh, receive beverage refills and whatnot 
Um, when the end of the purchase period, the mug will deactivate itself. Uh, so they won't be able to get any drinks, you know, after the fact. Like they, they couldn't bring that mug back. Mm-hmm. And um, use it on a, a different vacation trip, I guess. Like we, you know, I guess I used to do that when I had mugs and stuff mm-hmm. uh, from like All Star Music or Dixie Landings and stuff like that. But I guess they're they're kind of cut down on that now. Um, it says the new mugs will be able to be used at any resort, hotel, and quick service fountain, regardless of where it was originally purchased. Okay, so I guess you can use these mugs wherever, which means you know, I guess a generic design to the mug, um, which is. Well, we'll get to that in the hub. I'm sure. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll get to that in the hub. Um, anyway, uh, unlike the existing refillable mug program where the pricing is fixed for a length of stay, uh, this rapid fill thing will use a tiered structure. And here's the uh, 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 the prices as listed. And this is, goes for like a 24-hour period, which is what their day is called. Okay. Um, so for $8.99, you get a refillable mug for one day. Uh, two days goes up to $11.99. Three days is $14.99. And the length of stay would be $17.99. You know, so I guess basically anything four and over is around close to $20. I'd know? like to know how they come up with those figures, how they how they crunch those numbers to come up with that. That's the amount of soda that we think you'll be drinking. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I mean, I don't drink that much soda to begin with, I guess. No. So beverages... Um, you know, I drink more tea or I guess coffee and water mm-hmm. and juices and whatnot. Um, one other thing to note is that some of these mugs uh, or plans will be included in the Disney dining plan as benefits. You know, so you, you'll be able to use that. If you purchase a Disney dining plan, you'll be able to uh, have some privileges with that tied into the cost of your whatever Disney dining plan that you get. Okay. Um, and like I said, uh, this is begin set to begin now, uh, July 2013, at the All Star Resorts, and of course, it's going to expand to other locations in the very near future. Mm-hmm. So that is the tiered rapid fill mug program that's being employed at Walt Disney World Resort. All right, this is something that I haven't talked about here on the queue for a while, but uh, if you want to be part of the magic and and make magic for other people, uh, we got uh, some listings that come from the uh, DisneyAuditions.com website. So if you're interested in being part of the Disney company, go to DisneyAuditions.com. We are not sponsored by them or affiliated with them in any way. I just like talking about it because, you know, it's kind of what uh, the field that I'm in, and, and that's something I wouldn't mind doing. Um, so anyway, here's a couple of things. They're doing a lot of additions this time of year for the holidays. Uh, first of all, the Candlelight Processional. Uh, of course, you know, if you've ever seen the Candlelight Processional, uh, the Voices of Liberty are uh, members of that big mass choir. Uh, usually they make up the little uh, the Christmas tree and stuff in the center. Anyway, they're auditioning for male and female vocalists for the Voices of Liberty to participate in the Candlelight Processional for this year. Of course, this will take place uh, at the Disney's Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility, and the auditions uh, at the moment are taking place on this coming Monday, July 15th at 2013 at 10 a.m. for males and 1 p.m. for females. Um, Applicants must be about 18 18 years old and must be authorized to work in the United States. Of course, you need a headshot and a resume, and you need to be sure that you prepare 16 bars of a musical selection. Uh, and provide a clearly marked sheet 
music in the correct key for the accompanist, if you desire accompanist, okay? Um, Pre-recorded accompaniment or acapella auditions will not be allowed. So yeah, you'll need to do some kind of a accompanied audition. Um, advanced registration is not required. Also, too, for the Walt Disney World Resort, you have the Holidays Around the World. They're looking for male actors to, uh, to participate in this. This will take place on Friday, July 19th, again, at the Disney Animal Kingdom Rehearsal Facility. Uh, again, you must be at least 18 years you must, uh, eighteen years and older and authorized to work in the U.S. Uh, headshot resume, and you need to provide a one-minute monologue. So, uh, the Holidays Around the World... Do you, do you, are you familiar with this little thing that happens? It's the uh, the Santa Claus. Yeah, it's all the different Santa Clauses yeah. that happen around uh, uh, the World Showcase. You, mm-hmm. know, you get to be the storytellers, not to ruin the Papa magic Noel. for anybody. Yeah, Papa Noel and stuff, the dude in Nor- Norway, Father Mexico, Christmas. Father Christmas, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you want to be one of those and, and make some incredible magic for people in the parks, uh, definitely go for this audition. And again, that takes place on Friday, July 19th. And lastly, for the Disney Cruise Line, they're looking for male vocalists for the roles of Peter Pan and Quasimodo. Uh, for Peter Pan, they're looking for a male in their 20s, so that means we're out. <laughs> and about the only qualification I would be like 5'8". I'm 5'8", and under is the height. So that puts you out, but I'm okay. But I'm, I'm not still in my crossing twice. my fingers for Quasimodo. There you go. Uh, you need to be energetic and youthful, of course. of course. I mean, you know, it's Peter Pan. And you need to be a tenor voice. That moves well. <laughs> That's what they say. So you got to be able to do some dancing and movement. I mean, it's Peter Pan. I mean, look at the movies. That dude gets around, yeah. especially chasing his shadow. And it's not like he's a boy, so you got to be at least a high-pitched voice, male voice tenor. I was going to say, Sandy Duncan did Peter Pan. Why has it got to be a boy? That's Oh, I don't know. Well... That's a good question. <laughs> I, that's a very good question. But granted, it wasn't Disney's Peter Pan, so who knows? Uh, it was a Peter Pan story, which actually, in and of itself, is a very good uh, uh, musical to play as well as watch. It's very neat. Mm-hmm. It's still just as magical. Anyway, here's Quasimodo. You have to be a male in your 20s and 30s. Close. Yeah. 5'8 and under, so there you go. Uh that, that leaves me. Yeah, I'm okay. You, you can be Quasimodo. I could be Quasimodo. You know, and it's, uh, you have to have strong actor, principal vocalist. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> I'm more or less the background guy. Uh, he sings a song out there from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, you have to be a Barry tenor, which actually that falls within my vo- voice range. So that, oh, well, <laughs> I can't say I'm a principal actor or a principal vocalist. You know, I'm a background dude. And actually, you know what's cool? For those musicians out there, anybody that's into music, they actually uh, have some Quasimodo music that they would like you to learn. Um, and so if you go to the DizzyAuditions.com website and look for this listing, they have a link where they you can go to the PDFs and download it and print it out. If anything, it makes a really neat little addition to your, uh, collect, uh, to your collection of Dizzy music. You know, and this is the audition music, so you want to be that. Of course... You, you got to be 18 years old, provide a current head, headshot and resume, um, and then you be prepared to do some simple movement. So, if, you know, if you've ever done some dancing, this may be just for you. Yeah, and, I was going to say, uh, I'm wondering how, like, because I'm, I may be wrong, yeah. but I don't know that there's any representation of Quasimodo anywhere in this parks. Hey, let's ponder here. You know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. So why is he on the cruise ship? What are they, what are they doing with him on the cruise ship? I, I know they're putting on some new shows in the cruise line. I'm not exactly sure to what extent or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the only time I've seen Quasimodo is like in the Long Lost Friends uh, um, week 
for that uh, limited time magic deal. Oh, yeah, that's, a, right, that, that's right. about it. Him and Frollo, Frodo, Frodo, Frollo, Frodo, Frollo, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the evil dude and Hunchback. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, you're right. I haven't not. I mean, I used to have the Hunchback show, but that's about it. You know, I, I, that's the yeah. last time I've seen that. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, maybe he's taking it to the seas, man. Maybe he's just leaving the the land, the land, and he wants to take his show to the seas. So if you want to see Quasimodo, you got to take a cruise line ship. All right, man. So on that note, let's head on to the hub. All right. So this week in the hub, we're discussing the five things that we wish disney would do to improve your overall walt disney experience Mm -hmm. and the five things we wish that they would stop doing to improve our overall disney world experience Mm -hmm. starting with the starts for me start fixing your transportation oh man you know that's funny because that's my that's mine too except actually I, i say extend the monorail hours but that, I was going to say extend the monorail. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. The monorail hours would be helpful. But, I mean, we're, we're thinking we're blue sky here, baby. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, let, I'd like to see them fix their transportation. A little bit more monorail, a couple more stops, and uh, in addition to that, I mean, fix... Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, I know it costs a lot, like a million dollars per mile or whatever, but, I mean, let's... I, I'll be down. I, I'll be absolutely for that. I don't think that, that number is realistic at all. Yeah. I really don't. It's it yeah you know, well yeah I mean I don't know I it, it, it I know it runs electricity and whatnot but still and there's no reason why we couldn't have uh, more mon- I'd love to see monorail since we're talking blue sky yeah man let's do some more monorail going right. all the property I think they'd be pretty neat and then beyond that I mean you have the uh, the buses where they pack you in like yeah. sardines and you know even after like shoving you in where you don't think there's like another person that could fit in that bus what do they do they go to another resort yeah. and try and cram in even more and it's such a miserable experience well you know i just thought of something what about like high-speed rail is that any cheaper than a monorail mm. i mean there's an awful lot of high-speed rail lines in around the world mm-hmm. more so than monorail lines i think right yeah, I suppose so. And they're talking about, you know, maybe a high speed. Well, they've been talking about for a while, like having a high speed rail line here in Louisiana and maybe mm-hmm. like and other places. They got them running in J- Japan and whatnot and in France and stuff like that. Trains. Well, the problem is, I mean, there's, you know, so many roads and have been built around in and yeah. around the, the Magic Kingdom uh, area as well as, you know, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, all that. The, the you Disney might mess grounds. With the, mess with the infrastructure that's already been yeah, established. Yeah, I think it's probably. I mean, the best thing you do is have the monorail in the sky because it doesn't get in the way of any of the roads. Yeah. You know, it travels up above you, so I mean, it's not a, not a big deal. That'd so. be really neat to have one that go, you know goes all the way to like end of the Animal Kingdom Lodge and mm-hmm. whatnot. I think that'd be pretty cool, an express that way. Oh yeah, I wish they would. It'd be it'd be neat. But you know, we're thinking blue sky here, y'all. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what we would like to see. But I mean, if if we're going to be a little bit more realistic about it, I mean. More buses would be nice. Extend the hours Extend on the monorail. Extend the hours on the monorail. Extend the number of buses that you have running. Hell, even a little something that posting up to where they tell you how long till the next bus comes around yeah. would be nice. That way you can help plan out, okay, well, maybe I don't want to go there. Then maybe I want to yeah. go someplace else. Um, I mean, I'm not a, a businessman or anything, but I, you know, I, I can't. I don't have the numbers to crunch like cost versus usage and everything else. If it's worth it to have more buses or whatever running around, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I would love to have, you know, just more efficient. Not that it's not efficient, 
mm-hmm. but just more buses. You know, be able to where you don't have to wait so long for and every now and then, and you are not totally crammed in like you know sometimes and that happens. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, so, to their credit, I, I think they do try to at least alleviate some of that cramping. Like I know when I got out of hoop to do or if like Fantasmic rolls out, you have like a, a ton of buses waiting for you to take you wherever you got to go. But mm-hmm. you know, on the everyday kind of scale, it would be nice to have more buses and kind of stuff to where it wasn't so, so bad, you know? Yeah. When I went, it was off season. And I mean, we, we took at least four different stops to get back. Oh really? Yeah. Because I mean, when you say at the boardwalk, you stopped at the yacht and beach, uh, club. And then there's like, there's two stops at the yacht and beach club. Um, I'm blanking on the other one. It was like yacht and beach. Oh, the swan and dolphin. Yeah, this, uh, there you go. The swan and the dolphin as well. So you're stopping up over there. So, I mean, that, that's four stops. I mean, right, can you right. imagine when you're trying to get going at the end of the day or the you know, you're trying to get back at the end of the day to have that many stops before you get back to your hotel yeah. or, you know, to have to um, to pile on that many people when you're trying to get into the parks. Yeah. You know, it, it, it can take you sometimes up to around 40, 45 minutes just to get home. Right, I mean, right, right. Get home. Get, get back to your get resort. Get back to your resort, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's why I usually end up driving everywhere. You mm-hmm. know, except for Magic Kingdom, I'll take a bus. Mm-hmm. Depending on what resort I'm staying in. Just yeah. be, you know, just because it's easier to get to that bus station at the Magic Kingdom rather than just driving and parking in the lot and doing all that rigmarole and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I usually end up driving like that. But, yeah, yeah, let's do, let's do some transportation stuff. Okay. Okay. You want to um, go? Yeah, I'll go. And I have one here to add is that um, I like to have more live music, man. Back yeah. in the parks, you know, even strolling around. You know, I, you know, I'm harking back to the days of the 80s with like Future Core and the, the little junk new bus and all these different things that used to happen and everything else. Um, I don't know if the parks have gotten too crowded to have these acts in, but I mean, you know, you still have the janitors and stuff still mm-hmm. doing their thing and Mulch, Sweat and Shears comes out. But, you know, I'd like to see more. You know, like the strolling saxophone quartet, you know, every now and then I'll see him. I can't say every trip I see those guys. Um, it's kind of maybe a rare occasion. Maybe I just I just miss them. But I remember just being a lot of that kind of stuff in and around the area. Like I, you know, I brought this up before. And Epcot, I went in and they had this dude called the Zip Code Man. Yeah, had, remember. You remember it? Yeah, and, and listeners probably remember that from past shows. The dude had a, a map of the United States, uh, and you give him a zip code, and he kind of narrow in where you live. I guess based on a series of questions or whatever. It was actually pretty cool. I've, mm-hmm. If I ever find that video, I think I videotaped it. I can't remember if I did. If I do, I'll definitely post it up on the website and whatnot so that you guys can check it out. It was a really neat little experience. Mm-hmm. But just things like that, you know. I remember the 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 the, the, the Carillion uh, player. The the you familiar? You remember that in Epcot where they had the guy that played all the bells? Uh, they had like the it looked like Liberty Bells uh, uh, was attached to a keyboard, but he was set up behind the uh, the the Fountain of Nations. No, I uh, yeah, that. I had pictures of that, and you know it was actually really cool because it was like you know a piano hit strings to make it sound, but this one was you know large large bells mm-hmm. of different sizes representing each pitch. So you press a piano like key, and you get a, a bell sound. You mm-hmm. know, it was really it was a huge contraption. But it was really, really neat. And then also, I remember the contortionists <laughs> that used to. Do you remember that one? Uh, they used they to were, set up in the same area in Epcot. 
Yeah. In the future world, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they were on a pedestal and they do all these different kinds of poses and uh, wild stuff and they were dressed up in like this greenish, bluish kind of a thing. It's pretty wild. So not just entertainers. I mean, I'm sorry, not just musicians, but entertainers. Entertainers in yeah. general, yeah. yeah. Like Streetmosphere. Streetmosphere. I like to see more of that, you know, because that, that really pulls you in, you know. Mm-hmm. But for that matter, that might tie in. I'm, I'm leaning heavily t- uh, in Epcot um, and, and specifically Future World, but that probably tie into something else that... Uh, I might want to add, but you know, well, I guess, yeah. Can I talk about it right now? Sure. Yeah. Let's let's fix Future World, in mm-hmm. Epcot Center. You know, um, something a little more. Uh, I don't know. Get, just get it. I can't say future themed. Can I? Is that is that valid? I don't know. Would I say future themed? But just something of a more cohesive theme. Like, like, you know, back in the day when it first opened, it was mm-hmm. about Future World. And you talked about the land, talked about the land stuff. And, of course, there's the, the imagination. There's the seas. There was transportation. Mm-hmm. There was energy, you know. Uh, of course, there was Horizons back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. talked about, you know, just... World um, of motion. World of motion. Yeah, world of motion. You know, the transportation, all that kind of thing. The communicores, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You know, I was... And, I still, I'd like to see something done more with Future World, I guess. Not really say progress. Definitely fix some things that need to be fixed. You know, like, um, what was that? Lonnie was talking about, she sent us a, a message on Facebook about the, her idea for the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah. She talked about, you know, maybe something along the lines of like Walt Disney's imagination. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that'd be brilliant. You know, what was the guy thinking and whatnot mm-hmm. and everything else? Or, I mean, I don't know how, well, we're th- again, we're thinking blue sky here. So I guess it's kind of feasible. The people that would know him would give us some insight into, you know, the man himself, you mm-hmm. know, how all that was. You know, when, when I read that, I, I kind of thought that maybe a good idea for like the exit of that ride would be, and I don't, I don't think that you have that anywhere in Disney World, which is a travesty. Yeah. But uh, if you go to California and you go to uh, Disney's uh, California Adventure, they have the blue sky cellar. Oh yeah, 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 which gives you previews of, of coming attractions, right? Um, and and that would be something I think appropriate to go ahead and put in that little exit area. Oh, that would be neat. Of of Disney's uh, uh, the pavilion, the Imagination Pavilion. Mm-hmm. So that way, and then who knows? Maybe you can put like a little something to each of the Imagineers that right. have contributed. You know, have a little. Uh, something on each of them what they worked on that kind of thing but i'd like primarily just to go ahead and see them put a little area in the park like that where they kind of give you previews of coming attractions yeah. shows whatnot and the, and the concept art and models that are leading up to it that would be cool that'd be really really neat yeah so um piggybacking off of what you just said uh that was actually one of my ideas not future world so much because personally i don't think there's a way to fix future world yeah i think they've kind of wrecked it and and it is what it is and the next logical step is for you to go ahead and quit pretending that those (laughs) those pavilions mean anything anymore because the land i mean all you have is a little boat ride now right and, and Soren, awesome <laughs> yeah, Soren really has nothing to do with the land. Yeah, the seas, there's nothing other than that. You're flying over the land. That's about it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but for that matter, you're walking on the land to get yeah. to the land. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, te- test track is just yeah, uh, yeah. There's nothing there. I mean, I guess they could, I guess they could. Uh, take wonders of life or <laughs> do something with that you know that's that's the thing too i was thinking too i mean that that thing's been sitting there for a while yeah it'd well, be nice to have something to do and i remember you know i was seeing on the maps mm-hmm. uh, when wonders of life was first about to come online that they were going to 
uh, that it says uh, Wonders of Life opening such and such a year. I mm-hmm. forget. And it's like, you know, always waited for that spot to be filled, but it mm-hmm. never, it, you know, it did and then it left, <laughs> you know, just as quickly, uh, just as long as it took for it to come in, it, it just as quickly left us. You know, that's uh, where I'm going with like my neck, my suggestion was my, 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 one of my starts was to fix the dead spaces and in, in, in the weaker parks. Right. Right. You know, fix uh, Wonders of Life. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. You know, the, those those areas where clearly nothing's going on. Right. And take those and and, and try and try and add to them a little bit. I yeah. mean, it it just it seems ridiculous that you have these these areas in this park where it's just this prime real estate and there's just nothing, nothing to do over there. Right. And, and for long the longest time too. I mean. Uh, the other, what am I? I'm blanking. Oh, uh, Magic Kingdom. Like they just recently now they've added bathrooms where the uh, where the, uh, the the old Skyway oh, terminal Skyway used to be. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. still have the other one, don't they? They do the building itself. They have yeah. the bathrooms there. Yeah, I believe so. No, 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 I'm talking about like the the uh, other where the Skyway exited over there in Tomorrowland. Oh, the other station. Yeah, I thought it was dismantled. Oh, maybe yeah, it was. Top of it, maybe yeah. they took care of that, and I just didn't notice it. But I mean, yeah. I'm just like yeah, yeah, those two spots were just sitting there for the longest time, and they right. you know never did anything with them. Right, right, right. Yeah, because you know I'd like to see them at least hide it a little better, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because then it kind of reminds you of the city and everything else. I mean, granted, it's a working city in and of itself, but mm-hmm. still, you know, I don't want what blight, for lack of a better <laughs> word, just sitting there and everything else. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I'd also, I mean, t- t- I'd take it a step further and get rid of, like, the attractions that really, like, you know, like the American Idol thing, where Lord See, that would be one of my subtractions right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kill American Idol? Yeah, I know. It's like, if people are like, oh, American Idol's great. It's like, well, you know. Not anymore. It, I think it's, it's, I don't know. That, that attraction came a little too late. So, you know. Yeah. Kind of like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire came along a little bit yeah, too late. Yep, 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 yep. Um, you know, that's, a, that's something I wouldn't mind adding back to MGM. And I think I've mentioned this on past podcasts is just have, the, you know, that whole soundstage um, ABC soundstage uh, spectacular that they used to do where you, they plug you into the TV shows and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see them do something like that nowadays, you know? Yeah, how awesome would that be? I mean, the ABC's, for the most part, going pretty well. You know, it's maybe even make it for like the kids. You know, you can plug your kids into a Jake and a Neverland pirate cartoon. Oh, there you go. Or be one of the little Einsteins or whatnot. <laughs> or be Dr. Doofenshmirtz, you know, for the adults or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, granted, they got the, you know, they got the uh, Star Wars franchise. So maybe insert yourself into Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, it, they're cartoons. But I mean, you know, Disney's been doing live action cartoon stuff for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be actually pretty neat to have an attraction to have back. And, you know, it serves twofold because it'd be a great way to promote their shows as well mm-hmm. you know i don't see why it couldn't be forever evolving as the disney channel or abc or even espn you know they're part of the family mm-hmm. um could do um uh, t- keep updating the shows that they have and just keep evolving the, the attraction itself you know I, how cool it'd be you know it's like a insert yourself into an espn game or something or a commentator uh, or a commentator yeah. yeah be one of the commentators or something else just to just to kind of talk that'd be mm-hmm. kind of neat you know um but i remember people used to love being part of the i love lucy skit yeah. and whatnot you know i got to do the golden the girls Island. oh the you Gilligan's did Island. yeah i was i was one of the detectives that came to the door looking for i guess blanche <laughs> <laughs> All right. Third up on my list is food prices. 
I, food I would, prices. Yeah, the food prices. You adding or you subtracting? I, I I would want them to fix what they're what they're uh, charging for food because as it is right now, they're forcing us to do the dining plan, and I'm really tired yeah. of having to do the dining plan. To me, do you see that as like uh, the, just the cost of everything if you were to buy it a la carte kind of deal? That they're forcing you to, to get to a dining plan? I think the, the idea behind a dining plan is that they're pushing stuff on you. Like, they're forcing you to buy a dessert, which I hate. Yeah. The, the old dining plan used to be where you uh, your tip was included. Right. So you always knew that you were you were tipping every single time that you went. Your appetizer, your appetizer was included. Yeah. Your, you had a dessert that was included, and you had an entree that was included. Well, now they've right. taken away the appetizer. Right. They won't even give you the choice between, look, I don't want the dessert. Right. You have, in order to feel well, like part you, of it, yeah. Yeah, in order to feel like you're getting your money's worth, you have to have an app, uh, a dessert. That's my deal with the snack option. Yeah. You know, you got to get a snack to make your money's worth. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd really like to see him go ahead and do that, because as it is... I, the food prices are just so expensive. It forces you kind of to, to go with the dining plan option to really experience a, a yeah. lot of the finer restaurants that they have in the parks, right. which, which is, to me, part of the fun of the experience. And, um, yeah, you always end up paying for some for things that you don't necessarily want. Where, right. But it, the, the, otherwise, the option is to... To pay a la carte or whatever else. Yeah, to pay, pay out of pocket for... All the different little things and whatnot, which yeah. is what I uh, usually end up doing, you mm-hmm. know. But granted, I got my annual pass holder, so I have the Tables of Wonderland card, and um, you know, so I get that little discount. But you know, I'm not gonna—that's a better way to go, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, in all honesty, I think I forgot to renew it, but I don't know if I'm gonna renew it anytime soon until like my next trip because uh, I'm not. Um, I don't have, like I said last week, I don't have a trip planned, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Well, you know, it just seems like to me that they have a. Um you know they make so much money off of the park admission alone. Yeah, you, you did. You're charging you know, like around a hundred dollars a day to go. Right. Um, yeah, you know, the food prices didn't have to be like movie food prices. You yep. Know? All right. So my thing to add is uh, bring back some unique resort merchandise. You know, granted, I know it's more cost feasible to have the same design across all the resorts, and I'm sure that all the listeners have, have heard us talk about this before. Um, how about we'd like to see this kind of thing, but you know, the, the similar design to the cups, similar design to the t-shirts is not really, you know, it's kind of hard to find, you know, resort, you, uh, resort specific type merchandise, you know, like, like I talked about the time I, s- I stayed at the contemporary, I couldn't find like a regular contemporary t-shirt or whatever else, or even like a pin that wasn't part of a set or, you know, just a standalone pin in and of itself. But I'd like to see that come back, you know, resort specific mugs, you know, like I, I have Dixie landings and I have some all-star music mugs, mm-hmm. you know, so I'd like to see more of that t-shirts, blankets, bags. I mean, granted, yeah, it's probably cheaper to buy something for all the hotels that has the same design. You don't have to pay for, I guess, the printing of design or color scheme or whatever else. But still, man, that, that's what made, uh, you know, staying at each of the different resorts very unique to me. Like right now, all I do is just collect the pins. Mm-hmm. You know, I collect a pin like where if I stay in a new resort like Old Key West, I'll try to find a Old Key West pin, you know, which yeah. is not too hard to find. But, you know, some, you do have to do some searching because it's Every now and then, there maybe either it's not on the shelves or it's just somewhere else. It's but, usually you know. generally limited to a, a t-shirt, 
Yeah. If you're lucky, like maybe one or two designs, but generally yeah. it's just the logo. But actually what you touched on there was my one of my stops. Yeah. My, one of my stops was stop homogenizing the merchandise. Yep, yep, yep. And, and we, yeah. we've talked about this on previous shows. You more, know? Yeah, more resort-specific stuff. Um, that might have been our first show, I think. Yeah. <laughs> now stop, that I think about it. Stop fitting every character under a brand. Right, right, right. You know, I'm, I'm tired of the princess brand. Uh, you can't, like, kind of like we were talking about before with Quasimodo. Qua- yeah. I like Quasimodo. Kind of like what we were talking about before with Quasimodo. Yeah. You can't, you won't find that character on a t-shirt right, anywhere right. in the park. You oh, absolutely. You have a hard enough time finding an Alice t-shirt. Or yeah. A, um, but yeah, yeah you, you have a hard enough time trying to find, you know, individual characters that aren't, that don't fit into either the five main characters right. or a princess. Right. Pirate kind of uh, combination. Kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. yeah, or product line or whatever else. Yeah. And they, they do. They make so many other good characters that it'd be nice to see them um use a little bit more let's have them offered you know it's like you know it's nice to be able to like okay i got this at the park oh it's like where'd you get that Mm -hmm. like oh at the park oh i want to get that too you know no you can't go to the park (laughs) yeah you gotta go to the park or you know you call that whatever there's i know there's a way you can order online or by Mm -hmm. phone or something like that but i've never really tried to do that Mm -hmm. you know um or sometimes you know i'll post on like uh there's this liners group that i'm a member of on Mm -hmm. facebook and i'll say hey if anybody's traveling down there can you pick uh, i've seen people do it like can you pick me up this 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 or whatever yeah and somebody usually does it you know i'll mm-hmm. pay for shipping blah 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 all that kind of business it's actually kind of amusing <laughs> yeah, yeah the one thing that i saw that is kind of like just parks like i've never seen this in a disney store I, I don't it may be online i've never really looked to check was was the the games like the haunted mansion clue yeah. or um lo- the game of life right I think is what I'm thinking. I think they had a Haunted Mansion clue and a Game of Life. Also, like games it, like that that are yeah. specific to like the parks and exactly. whatever I, else. I think I've seen that kind of thing in the parks and nowhere else, but I could be wrong. They have that. a Disney Monopoly. I'm sure they had that at one point, mm-hmm. but I don't can't say I've seen it. Have I've you seen, seen it? Yeah, I've seen Disney Monopoly. I've seen it at Target, uh, but it's generally re- with it's the like relation the movies, to the films. Right? Right, yeah. Yeah. It's not the actual theme park attractions. I want the parks, man. I'm yeah. like, you know, I want to be you know, set, I want to get out of the doom buggy free or something like that, you know? <laughs> and let me tell you, it, it, it was a pain to carry that, that huge game of life and pack that into a suitcase at the end. That's when you get it shipped to your resort, man. No, I'm talking about at the end of our vacation. Yeah, I had it shipped oh, to the on resort. Oh, on the airplane, yeah. Oh. Yeah, when you got to board the airplane. Oh, I see what you mean. That's when I usually end up bringing uh, extra luggage back. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's like two for each. I'll bring one just for <laughs> souvenirs or anything else. When I used to fly, I don't fly. I do I do the urban assault vehicle now, <laughs> the little minivan. I go for it. I go to town. Another of my starts, what I'd like to see them do to, to improve my overall, my fourth is to reopen the Adventurers Club. I'd really like to see him <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do that. <laughs> Again, we're shooting blue sky, folks. Total so blue sky here. We want the Adventurers Club back. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to see it because, yeah, like I said, I've never, I never had a chance to experience it. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't know if it would fit into the. I haven't seen what they're doing down, down there. I, I've seen the concept art. I don't know that would necessarily fit into the theming of what they're doing with the downtown Disney area. But I would definitely. I don't think that place ever should have closed to begin with. Well, I know one of the other podcasters said, "Man, put it in Animal Kingdom, dude." Nah, there you go. How awesome would that be? Yeah, sold, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever you need to do to get that place back open. I mean, you got to, uh, that. I mean, granted, it'd be kind of uh, kind of wild. It's like it'd be only late night spot in Animal Kingdom or something. But mm-hmm. you know, they, they they got Rainforest Cafe. You know, the families can go to Rainforest Cafe, and the you know the teens and adults, mm-hmm. single adult, no children, whatever, can go to the Adventures Club and stuff and whatnot and hang out. You know, absolutely. Because I mean, this that, actually that would be pretty cool. 
<laughs> I would dig that. And then you can have an outdoor patio element, you know, in yeah. the trees and the jungle and the foliage mm-hmm. and whatnot. That could bring a whole new dynamic to that side of the uh, property there. Definitely give people a, a reason to go there once the sun goes down. That's right. Although, you know, I, I, you know, I like to see Everest at night. I would ride mm-hmm. Dinosaur over and over again. I do enjoy Dinosaur. But that's really the only thing in that land. That's I mean, yeah. The, yeah. Besides the, the boneyard, maybe like I'm, well, not, I, you know, my kids like that. Exactly. Boneyard, same. the Triceratops, not spin. What it was? Yeah, whirl. Triceratops spin. Yeah, I thought it was the Triceratops whirl. Or primeval, whirl. primeval whirl. Yeah, primeval whirl. Triceratops spin. spin. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, my my daughter loves that. Uh, yeah, she loves that. It's so Six Flags. It yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sideshow Bob stuff. Right. I mean, we're, we're thinking like our daughter has our dis- our our children have our discriminating tastes. Right. Right. <laughs> It's like, you know, you take them to Six Flags, they'd be just as happy. Um, yeah. But Countdown Extension? Yeah, I'd do that over. The oh, other, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, we took uh, my daughter over to uh, City Park, and they had like a little amusement ride area there. Oh, the Storyville and, Park? Yeah, 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 Storyville. yeah, yeah. And, Well, not just Storyville, where they have like all the different... Um, oh, but all, like the roller story. coaster. Yeah, and but the, the back where they have the roller coaster. Uh, that, that place carousel. Is, well, it's yeah. really expanded beyond just the roller coaster and the carousel. They have a bunch of amusement park types rides back there. Like the Ferris wheel and whatnot? And no, no, no else? beyond the Ferris wheel. Like, they've got, like, serious, like, amusement park rides, like, you know, like, Tilt-A-Whirls and, you know. Oh, okay. I haven't been there in a while then. Yeah, so. bumper cars and everything like that. Oh, it's, they have done oh, it up yeah, really, seen, really yeah, well. It's, yeah. it's much bigger. And so we're going around and we're putting on these little cars that go around in circles and all these little right. things, the carousel. And at one point, she's like, I want to go in Small World, Dada. Because <laughs> oh. in her mind, she thinks she's at Disney World. Right. So because, any kind of amusement park kind of deal. Right. So yep. that's, you know, that's that's how I'd qualify it. So and, did y'all go on the, the, the little, I don't know if there's a boat ride. Was there a boat ride there? No. What, in City Park? Yeah, in City Park. No, there's no boat ride. No, there's no boat ride. No, 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 no. She was just talking about, you know, because she looked at all these little cheap little rides and she thought she was in Disney World because, like I'm saying, our our children don't have our discriminating... Right. And and that's where Triceratops spin and all that stuff belongs. Yeah. In in the Six Flags. I thought you were going to say you threw in a boat or something and and you you and your wife started singing the song over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't fool her. She's seen the video too many times. Right, 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 right. And finally, my fifth start... Holiday overlays. I'd like to see him start doing that. Holiday Hol- overlays? Holiday overlays. Like what they do out in uh, Disneyland? In California, yeah. So like like the, the, like with the, the Haunted Mansion, do the overlay of the Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. They and do the, the same thing for the Small World. They do the, the holiday version. thing. The, uh, there you whatever, go. Ghost Galaxy exactly. overlay. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. You don't see them do that over there. I mean, shoot, we, we still have the, the Country Bears. You don't see them do a, a yeah. Country Bear Christmas thing like they used to do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd like them to do a little bit more with the holiday overlays. Well, you know, here's, here's a little thing. Uh, maybe you can offer your thoughts upon this, but I was listening to another podcast that was talking about that kind of same issue. And so, you know, okay, the, uh, the demographic of the park over in Disneyland is more locals that go often, mm-hmm. whereas the Walt Disney World pers- uh, 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 demographic might be people that go there maybe every so often. The, the people that go often are kind of far outweighed by the number of people that maybe go every once in a while kind of mm-hmm. deal. And so for them to have an overlay, it might be their one trip that they go on that they don't get to see the original attraction in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So what do you th- what do you think of that as far as do- introducing overlays and stuff? I think rides like the Haunted Mansion and the Country Bears and um, Small World have been around since the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's that big of a deal. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't think your average uh, park goer who would care enough to complain 
if, if you're that into Disney where you're like, I didn't get to see the original official version of the, you're probably somebody who's gone there a couple of times. Right, I don't, I don't, right. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that one, but, um, I was about to say like, what about the family, you know, just playing devil, devil's advocate, what about the family that can like maybe afford a tr- trip maybe once in their entire time. They're not Uber Disney fans or whatever else. And the one time they get to go, they put that overlay in. Well, I mean, but is, is the overlay that big of a letdown? <laughs> I mean, yeah, hopefully it's still a good show. I mean, yeah, that'd yeah. be like saying, hey, I went during Christmas and there's all these decorations there. I wanted to see Main Street like Main Street's meant like to be seen. Main Street, yeah, right, all yeah. this. I go into these gift stores and all I see is Christmas stuff. What? Where's the real merchandise? I mean, yeah, I can see what they're saying to yeah. a point, but I really think that you're... I don't think it's going to be near the 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 fallout that um that, that that they think it would be. Yeah, you know, you know, I just thought of something that was kind of assuaged that whole situation, is that um maybe offer the overlay. I don't know how extensive or how easy it would be just to throw it on. Mm-hmm. Maybe offer the overlay on maybe certain days mm-hmm. or something like well, during people's stays or something or or like an extra magic hour benefit. You know, you get well, to see. Yeah, but I don't know that you can switch them in and switch them out that easy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a be, whole show. Uh, that would be the thing they would have to. Ma- or if we're thinking blue sky, that probably is something that they may have to come up with a way to efficiently change over the the put the overlay on or it may be a series of projections kind of like test track you know just put it all over else or mm-hmm. maybe they have to invent and walt was known for doing this invent a whole new attraction system or mechanism or something that allows them to quickly change <laughs> over into or put an overlay over into something you, you know? know or here's something just make an announcement <laughs> let them know let everyone know Real far in advance. I mean, how many times do you, for all the fussing about, you know, okay, well, we came during this one time and darn it, Haunted Mansion, you know, was not the original Haunted Mansion. How many times do you go there and Splash Mountain's closed? Oh, right, right. Or you go there and Pirates so, of the Caribbean is shut down for some kind of rehab or something like that. Yeah, very good point. Um, yep. You know, so again... It, you have to deal with those kind of things. So just announce it in advance. So that way, if people are planning their, their once-in-a-lifetime Disney vacation, you've announced a year out the date you're going to go ahead and do right. the overlay. So they have more than enough time. And great, you're still going to get people that fall between the cracks. But, you know, you, you can't please everybody. Right, 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 right. All right, so now, let's, why don't we go in our stops now? Or okay. How about, how about we do this? Saying that, you know, I, I probably have a little bit more of a structured list, I would say. Yeah. Why don't I go through it? And you've already taken one of mine, and, and you add to it when because we're probably going to cover the exact same ground. Okay, that sounds good. All right, number one on my stop list. Stop making every attraction based upon an established character. Some of the best attractions that the the magic kingdom has to offer has nothing to do with any character from any movie that they've created pirates of the caribbean created yeah new characters from there. haunted mansion they created new characters not every car- not every ride and attraction that you put in the park now has to be sponsored by a specific character not you know oh like the, what they did with stitch and everything else exactly yeah. every everything is character based i got everything you. now okay it, it's it's there's no attraction that you can go on that isn't you know linked to some established brand so they feel that that attraction has a better chance of success synergy exactly (laughs) sometimes introducing a new character via the parks can land you opportunities to make money off of those characters elsewhere right right you know 
Figment was introduced in the parks. Dreamfinder and Figment. Dreamfinder yeah. and Figment both were introduced in them. Figment's still around there. I mean, they've kind of mismanaged that, but I mean, mm-hmm. those were characters that were introduced in the park. Hitchhiking right. Ghosts were itch- they were hit- they were introduced in the parks. Right, right, right. Um, you know, not. I guess that's all I'm saying is I'm just I'm sick. I've got Princess Overload, that whole new Fantasyland edition kind of thing. Everything, everything's a princess ride. So you want something a little more uh, uh, unique? Yes. And calls for a totally different introduction. Yeah, I, I would. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a Black Cauldron dark ride. Right. I know it's a, it's a, it's a, um, or a Robin Hood dark ride. Right. I mean, you know, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit of an obscure film. Not something that you, it's very bankable uh, in terms of okay, this made th- this much money at the box right. office. But I mean, you know, again, not everything that you do needs to be. Uh, you know, an established brand that made money. Right. You know, at, you know, at the film. If the ride's good enough, people are still going to go. So I would just like to see them. I'd like to see more, more park created, more ride created characters, and the characters right. come out of the ride as opposed to, you know, we got this property, let's stick it in the park. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the things that were unique in and of itself was created during Walt's time. Mm-hmm. You know. So Absolutely. I mean, maybe they should revisit and go back to that. I mean, By yeah. today's formula, you'd have no tiki birds. You'd have no small world. You'd have no haunted mansion. True, makes sense. You'd have no part. Every ride that you associate with being, you know, a, a, an established Disney brand, you would yeah. have none of that. So I guess, I'll, let's see, Tokyo Disney Sea would be the one park that has some of the stuff that's unique to that park in itself as far as character wise and everything Now you're else. hitting on number two, Kevin, which is stop building all the really cool stuff overseas. <laughs> <laughs> That's my second gripe. You know, you know, I was, just to piggyback off that real quick, it's just like, you know, I was going to say one of my styles would be like, just stop spilling so many parks. <laughs> you know, because I, I don't want, you know, I don't want it to get too, I guess, washed out so to speak you know yeah. or anything that happened with a company that uh you know where they can't manage everything to the same quality i'm sure they will i'm sure it's a big company maybe mm-hmm. i can't fathom this but still at the same time it's like they're building so many different parks yeah. now hong kong shanghai um well shanghai supposed to have the biggest most nicest castle that they've done to date right you know the the castle over there in in uh paris has a dragon and a whole little walkthrough that you can go ahead and do. Like, it's like all the really cool stuff is going overseas. What the heck? I mean, there's oh, they no- got the Alice in Wonderland maze too. Yeah, they got the Alice in Wonderland Which is maze. Actually kinda, that's unique. Yeah, and that's definitely something I'd, I'd like to check out. But I mean, you know, that was going to be one of my ads is like take care of the parks here. You know? Maintenance on the parks. Yeah, that was one well, of mine. Not I'd- just maintenance, but just like, you know, just do stuff with it. You know, really, really refine everything that's going on. Not that it's a bad experience or a bad show. Uh, now but you know like you know how about yeah like you said all this cool stuff overseas maybe come up with some cool stuff here and that kind of ties into what we were talking about before well so i'm talking about like, fixing the weaker parks right you know, fixing those, those little dead space areas those weaker parks that really like animal kingdom is just not a full day park so right. it's not yeah which is going to bring me to my next point <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of flying through here oh that's cool stop talking to james cameron <laughs> That's my next point. We don't need Avatar in the Disney park. Yeah. I'm sorry. We don't. There was a nice little concept for something called Beastly Kingdom. Yeah. That the Imagineers thought up themselves, came up with. They, they may not be established characters per right. se, but they 
who doesn't know what unicorns, dragons, and right. all that is. So, I mean, I, I really don't think that we need an Avatar land to make um, Disney's Animal Kingdom pop. So, I'd let like, me uh, ask you this. Uh, it, if Beastly Kingdom existed, mm-hmm. would you be okay with Avatar coming in? Probably not, no. Really? Okay. I, I still don't want to see an Avatar land. I still I don't know how you, I don't even know how you approach doing an Avatar land. Yeah. Like one ride based on Avatar. Oh yeah, fine. I'm cool with that. But a whole land. A whole land. No. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Spend the money on other things. I mean, as it is, they count every nickel and dime. I'd like to see them suspend spending any money yeah. whatsoever beyond one single attraction for Avatar within the Disney parks and focus that money on getting Star Wars into the parks. Yep. I'd, I'd much rather see that property in the parks than, than, than Avatar. So I haven't heard really anything of it. Do you think it's going to go the way of like Hyperion Wharf? No, I think it's going to happen. I, I think yeah. it, as far as I can tell, it's still going on. Uh, they haven't called off things yet. I mean, I, I would imagine people are still waiting because uh, it's been a little while now. So who knows? Maybe we'll get an update on it at the at D23. D23. Yeah. Interesting. But okay. um, as far as I know, it's still every bit on. And and it is a problem. I mean, they need, they need to do something with, with, Denny, with Disney's Animal Kingdom because, yeah. you know, they, they were able to create a buzz with the Yeti. Yeah. And they've kind of let that attraction go. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's one of my things. Fix the Yeti. Yeah. Fix the Yeti. There you go. <laughs> You yeah, know? you see, but you see how easy this was to do. It all falls in the yeah, yeah. Fix the weaker elements of the parks, right? So, I was thinking too hard. I was thinking you, too broad. You really were. <laughs> I was thinking too broad here. You yeah. know, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fix the fix the Yeti, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sure d- d- Mr. Walt would be around, just like, come on, guys. <laughs> What's taking you guys so long? Let's do this. I mean, there needs to be a little bit more Walt in the parks, too. I mean, that, that, I'm surprised you didn't come up with that for one of your starts. Is, and and I, I had that as one of mine. I cut it just yeah. because I understand that the Disney family is not. Exa- I mean, you have the little video, One Man's Dream. Right, and right. you have the part. Like, I think I said it last time that there was even a, a thing about doing the partner statue. Oh, right. They yeah. thought it was a little bit too much Walt. So, I mean, I understand that they don't want to do a whole thing on Walt. Like, They'll never do a Walt Disney animatronic unless, <laughs> unless yeah. all the Disney family dies off. And they're like, okay, go so ahead. I think, yeah, I think that yeah, because he probably didn't want it to be about him. Exactly. You know, he wanted it to be about the families enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Roy who who insisted upon Walt's death right. that it become Walt, Walt Disney, Disney World. Yeah. So yeah, he, he wanted did, to name it Disney World. Yeah. yeah. He so he did tend to shy away from stuff like that. So that's that's part of the reason why I I, I scratched that off. Yeah, that's even part of the reason why like you know when we were, we were talking about that that redo of of uh, imagine the imagination pavilion. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a good idea to kind of do something with Walt and, and his imagination yeah. and what he he helped to create. But again, I just don't see them. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have wanted to, to do that. I, I could see that. Yeah, and I've read, read that before the, and see. Yeah, going back to what we we're talking about, every character needing to be, needing every attraction needing to have a character. Now, right. they, it would have to be something kid friendly. You know, anything too educational that right. you think would scare the masses. Absolutely. All right. So finally, and all right. So the, my third would have been then uh, to stop homogenizing the merchandise. We kind of covered that. Right. And my last one would have been. Stop with the interactive cues and the and the role mo- and the role playing games like Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom and Infinite okay, and Ferb yeah. and all that. I, I'm not saying that they're bad. It's just that's enough. <laughs> yeah, you spend enough money on on those little games. You spend enough money on giving us uh, an interactive cue within the Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder. That that's nice and everything like that. Now now really fix the bigger stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah. You know, 
I like that they did it. I'm cool with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what they did. It's just it's enough from that right now. Right. Why don't we move on? Right, right. And start focusing our attention elsewhere. Because then they made one just that exists just in Adventureland. Didn't they put one in there now? Yes. You're talking about the uh, the pirate one. Yeah, the pirate one. You know, I, I I'm okay with the one of those one of those things in each part. Mm-hmm. But now that now Magic Kingdom's got like two. Yeah, they got two. And, and it, it really, it kind of like you just want to wander around Main Street and taking the sights, and there's people in front of all the windows and everything in lines, and you're like, what the hell is this? And you go look over there, and it's like, oh, they're waiting for a little... The sorcerer thing. Yeah, they're yeah, waiting for the sorcerers yeah. of the Magic Kingdom, little portal to open. Um, again, I'm, I'm not even saying that it's bad. I'm just saying, okay, it's cool, it's cute, it's something great for kids, but for the majority of... And for locals who get to keep going right. back over there. But for the rest of us, uh, yeah. Let's just not overdo it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're approaching overdoing its status. I mean, Haunted Mansion never really had that long of a queue to begin with. Right. <laughs> to let alone need a really an, an interactive queue. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know, I've been I've been times where that, that sucker wraps around like past the, the steamship. Haunted Mansion? Yeah, Haunted Mansion. Well, you yeah. know, you always go during the summer. So yeah, maybe I go I'm, during the busy months, yeah. Yeah, I must be. Uh, maybe I'm overstating it. The rest of the time, I've gone there... January, February, September, October, uh, December one year, and I've never had a problem just stepping right on with maybe like a five minute wait on on onto Haunted Mansion. See, I, I need to travel there in those months. You really do. <laughs> I gotta it, figure out a way to work that. It's man. a whole new. I mean, you know, you would actually enjoy it so much more. I would probably be like, yeah, man, this line sucks. And you're like, what are you talking about? This is great. Thirty minutes is easy. Thirty minutes is nothing. We could yeah. do a whole podcast in thirty <laughs> minutes, or at least one segment. <laughs> Hey, man, um, the music's back. I miss the American music already. <laughs> oh, man, come on. This this just puts you back on the bayou it and you're just relaxing. Maybe a little so sad. frosted drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like it. It's kind of cool. I like it. It's just, wow, man, it really is. It's like signal the bad times. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, everybody knows that the, that music means it's time to end the show. Say goodbye to all our family. Um, but anyway, if you have any suggestions or, or you, if you have a top five list of stuff that you'd like to see added back into the parks or stuff that you'd like to see them take away from the parks that would further improve uh, the parks experience, send us an email at magicourway at gmail.com. And for that matter, if you got any comments or anything related to any show, please send us an email there, magicourway at gmail.com, and we will definitely read it on the air. You know, we like to hear from the listeners. We're totally interactive. Um, we're totally accessible. I know at least I am. I'm, I'm always, I see like, oh, man, check it out. And then I'll re- <laughs> reply very, rather quickly or as quick as I can. Yeah, you're always the one texting me. Someone said something. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's exciting, you know. Maybe if we get like 10 million subscribers, that might be a different story. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got to answer. But no, probably not. I'll appreciate every little bit, you know, that we get because somebody's actually listened to Now, we're getting talk. some sponsors in and I'm retiring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, follow us on Facebook for that matter. That's another great way for you to get us in touch, you know, www.com facebook.com slash magic our way uh, for that matter also follow us on twitter you can uh, see when our little comments come out or when our shows come out or have something to state or whatever else you know uh, tweet out or on facebook put it as your status that you're listening to our show or you discovered our show and that you enjoy it um, 
follow us on Keek, and soon to be, we'll have a switch from Keek to our YouTube channel. I'm definitely going to get that going. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while, and that's definitely a project in the works. And as soon as I get some time, we will get that set up and post some videos for you, especially like some of the drink videos. We'll give it a shot. Well, there's a lot of drink recipes out there from the Disney parks, and I'm sure I'd like to, I wouldn't mind trying to make them mm -hmm. and to actually take a taste test and see, is this the real Grand Monier slush? Or is this the real Grey Goose vodka slush? Or the Lapu Lapu? Or is oh, this, that's mine. yeah, is this recipe accurate? Does it remind me or take me back to awesome times, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, look for that coming in the very near future. So, Anyway, I mean, I don't know. You have anything to say to our uh, little audience? Did I forget anything? I don't think I did. Oh, yeah, iTunes. Yeah. I think I mentioned this at the beginning, but leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, man. We do appreciate the support. And, you know, every little rating, every little bit helps. And, that you know, that's all we ask. We're not asking for money or anything else. But if you want to support the show, uh, let people know, you know, give us a rating. You know, give us a, a, a review. You know, tell, tell, tell them honestly what you think about our show. You know, I'm okay with that. On that note, man, let's bring the show to a close. My name is Kevin. And my name is Danny. Magic out. I just looked at the time and I realized we ordered that pizza about 40 minutes ago. We probably need to go get that. Oh, no. 20. Oh, shoot. Okay.